Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Zuccardi. You can find me on Instagram at True Blue Podcast. It is Sunday, September 26th. I believe today is my friend Vanessa's birthday. I only say believe because I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. So shout out to my friend Vanessa and happy birthday to her. She's a great friend. We saw Morrissey together in 2004. It was awesome in California and Los Angeles. It was a great time. But I'm happy to be back. This is session 43, 43, um, and today's Sunday, I was born on a Sunday, so that's cool, it feels good, Sundays feel good, and what I love is uh, my work schedule has me off Sundays and Mondays, so Sundays are like my Saturdays, and let me tell you, what a great feeling, everyone else is doing their fucking Sunday shit, and I'm fucking kicking, I can just sort of like, like I watch football today with a homie of mine. I can kick into that mode, but also have the not have to work tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's so nice. And I always hated Sundays, Sunday nights growing up. I mean, really, I just always sort of hated them. There was sort of like this this sadness to Sunday night, and obviously it's because you have to work the next day. You know, it's like the party's over. It's like December twenty sixth. <laughs> you know, if Sundays could be like a day of the year, it'd be like December twenty sixth. Unless you're born on that day, which I do know two people born on that day. Shout out to Joe Wonder and shout out to Jess Cahill. But other than that, I mean, come on, it's a tough day, right? December 26th, tough day. Uh, But yeah, I am feeling good, drinking some water. I had some delicious pizza tonight. And uh, I had a good day. I went over to my friend's house and we watched the abominable... Abominable uh, Jets game. They played the Broncos. They got shut out. They didn't put up one point. And you know, it's so funny. I was thinking of going to that game. And it's not like I would have wasted my money because most Jet games are like that. They just get shut out. They suck. So it's not like it's like, oh, I, uh, I, you know, wasted travel up there. My Jets sucked. <laughs> so Jets games, like, you have to tailgate. You have to sort of make it like a party and make some food and smoke some weed or drink some beer, or, you know, whatever. Whatever your deal is. Have fun. Because the main event is going to be lackluster unless you're a, a, a fan of the opposing team. Most Jet games I've been to, well, not most, sorry. Past like three, they've all sucked. Like their performance. They were great games and very memorable as far as like who I went with and the jokes and all that fun shit. But. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I did today. It was it was it was a good day. It's a nice day. It was sort of like it's definitely getting more fall, which is exciting. It feels good to embrace new seasons. It really it really does feel good. Especially when you love them like the fall. Fall is my favorite. I'll sum it up by just saying sweatshirt weather. 
I don't have to get into the thousand billion reasons why I like fall. We'll just say sweatshirt weather. We'll say youth crew sweatshirt weather. Okay? Bust out your youth crew sweatshirt and represent. So yeah, I'm just going to talk some shit and we're going to get into some a little bit of poetry. I'll give some self-care and we'll round it out with a song. Happy to be doing the podcast. Um, like I said, I watch football. I've been watching tons of football. There's a channel called Red Zone, and this channel is great for the sole purpose of they do not show any commercials. And they just show nonstop football. That's probably the second best part. <laughs> I hate commercials so much. It's so nice to just watch something where it's completely just the actual product. And uh, it's great. I watch every, I mean, it's literally, it's literally every game. It's so exciting. It's uh, one of the best inventions. I put it up, I, I put it on the same list as air conditioning. Um, air conditioning and uh, microwavable kettle corn. Yeah, Red Zone is great. It really is, I mean, seriously, just no commercials. And then when I have to watch the Sunday night game where there's plenty of commercials, I mute that fucker and just watch uh, or just listen to music. Plus, the there's an announcer named Chris Collinsworth who is torture. So it's a, it's a win-win. I watch the game, listen to some music. It's great. Same with Monday night. Uh, I mute that, listen to music. It's great. You know, I went and saw the band Stained recently with Corn. I went and saw Corn and Stained open. I should say it like that. I didn't go see Stained. But they're from they're from like the nineties and shit and early two thousands. And I actually saw Corn and Stained in like two thousand and two or ninety nine or one of those fucking years. And they're that band that you know they have a couple of songs stained and they have uh, one where um I think it's just called It's Been a While. It's been a while. And uh that song and that phrase is well sorry, that phrase is like um sort of embedded into my memory and my skull. So anytime I hear the, or say the phrase, it's been a while, I say it like, I kind of sing it, I go, it's been a while. And most people know what the hell I'm talking about. So anyway, I'm going to see Corn. We show up late because we don't give a fuck about Stained as we're walking in. I hear, it's been a while. And uh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool in the sense of like, I'm like, all right, this is, this solidifies it being in my brain forever. If I get stage 29 Alzheimer's, I'll still know it's been a while. It's funny how sometimes I think my brain is just um, made up of references from songs, um, movies, music, all kinds of that shit, comedy. And it's been a while has uh, <laughs> has definitely uh, had some staying and some lasting power. It's just too funny, you know. Um. the fuck else do I have here? Oh, yeah. So, uh, another thing. I went to this show, and they had urinals, okay? Like porta-potties? So, no, so, not urinals. I wish they had that. They had porta-potties. So, here's my uh, here's my tactic in going into porta-potties, which is great, because now they have, like, a little pee thing. When you go in right to the side, you don't have to, like, fucking try to aim it and look down. Oh, God. Torture right there. That's a nightmare. So here's my, uh, it's like a Lamaze class. I go in there and I just breathe out. And I just fucking piss. I don't inhale at all. Ugh. I know they have like fucking whatever the fuck smell in there. So it masks all the shit and piss smell and whatever the fuck else in there. 
but yeah, at this show I had to go to a, a, to a, um, a porta potty, so I just go in there and I'm just like, <laughs> it's like my personal Lamaze class. It's like I'm teaching the class. I'm also participating in it. <laughs> it's a one man Lamaze class practically when I'm in there, and I'm just pissing. And then when I get out of there, I feel like I like fucking just swam like a triathlon pepperoni, you know, and I'm like catching like my first breath on on land. It's amazing. It's like freedom. But yeah, that's my that's my tactic. So if you ever got a piss in a Porter John, I, I suggest doing the Lamaze tactic and just breathing. I don't even know what the fuck. If it is. I'm sure there's more to that tactic, but yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. And you know, when I saw Corn, it was cool. They played, um, honestly, I got to be honest, really one song that really just kicked ass. The rest were sort of, and kicked ass sounds so cheesy, but I guess it is corn, so it works. And the song was Clown. They did a great job playing that. The rest of what they did was just all right. You know, they were kind of, you know, I mean, talked a lot to the crowd, were really cheesy, you know. Like the singer had COVID and he beat COVID and that's that's great. But just the way he was like, I kicked COVID's ass, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everyone got excited. And that's great, you know, but just the way he said it was so cheesy. It was like he, like, passed an exam or something. <laughs> I passed an exam, I studied all night, and I fucking kicked its ass. Uh I mean, it's cool when the when the band, of course, talks to the crowd, but sometimes they really muck it up, and I'm just like, play a song, shut the fuck up. Or play a couple songs, then talk to us. Don't just play a song and then be like, what's up? Let's talk about COVID and shit. It's like, come on, move on. But it was cool. It was it was cool just to be at a show. Um, And Korn did this thing at the end, and they played a medley, and I hate that shit. It's like cheating me out of a song, you know? Cheating me out of a lot of songs. Play a medley? What is this, a cruise or like fucking Vegas nightclub? Medley? Pfft. What are you on? Like your fifth, like your 50th, like farewell tour? Your 50th farewell tour? Playing these medleys. Ugh. Not a fan. Not a fan. You're cheating me out of music. You know? So, yeah. It was I. It was a fun time. I went with my friend. We had some funny moments and just, you know, it was cool to be there and stuff. But, yeah, man, they it wasn't uh, wasn't a good show overall as far as, like, ranking two other shows. You know, I think bruddy should be a fucking word already. Bruddy. The amount of times my brain is thinking buddy and bro, it just says bruddy. I've called so many people bruddy. So I'm just gonna fucking go with it. We need to we need to make that a, a an endearing term for a friend, bruddy. So crazy how my how my brain works sometimes. But yeah, bruddy, uh, you know, it's a good word. It's pretty kind of obvious what like it it like combines for the most part. Especially the uddy part, you know, buddy. I mean, you really just throw in the R in there for the bro part, but yeah, bruddy. And I, I realized something today. It's kind of the last thing here before we talk about some self-care. You can tell a lot about a person based on how freely they stick their stickers. You get someone who keeps their stickers and, you know, like, goes, wow, this is a good bit of sticker. It's rare or this band is whatever. I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to stick it somewhere. Stick it somewhere that's going to get, you know, only have a shelf life of a couple of years and you throw it out or it gets ruined or whatever the fuck. You know, I had a car that obviously didn't make it. 
lost a bunch of stickers. <laughs> lost a bunch of stickers from that car, and I had a, a a kick drum head with a bunch of stickers that I lost. But that's all good. I think I, I definitely have a picture. I have a picture of my first car with a ton of stickers, uh, with all the stickers. And then, uh, gosh, I, I think maybe somewhere, somewhere, I have uh, that kick drum head. So. Yeah, but if you see someone who's really, you know, good about putting stickers wherever, you know, especially when they when they do it right, nothing worse than someone fucking up putting stickers somewhere. Like, that's one of the worst things, when they're really just haphazard with it. I collect, well, I don't say collect, I, I'm, I'm smart about it. I'm not going to just stick them just any old place. Got to be smart about where you stick your stickers. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Well, hey, fucking Ed, thanks for letting me just fucking catch up with y'all. I'm gonna um we're gonna get into some fucking self care here. Let's fucking do it. Alright, very cool. So I found this thing on Instagram. It's uh titled Email Like a Boss. And I honestly hate the phrase like a boss. I also don't like being called boss. Like as like a yo, what's up, boss? Okay, boss. You know, I'm not your fucking. Oh, I'm not. I don't hate that. Obviously, I'm not the person's boss, and they're calling me that. I just, it's, it's. I don't know. Email like a boss, and the whole like a boss thing is just so wiggity to me. It's like such a boring fucking phrase. But anyway, that's the name of this fucking email. This, the, or sorry, that's the name of the self care tip I found online. Email like a boss. So what it is, it's gonna, um, it's gonna like go over a couple things that like could happen within your work day, within your just normal day, scheduling wise. And you could probably even relate this to text messaging, possibly. Uh, Yeah, you definitely could. So I thought this would be beneficial for me to read some of the do's and don'ts of like how to email like a boss (laughs) or just like how to send messages, how to respond to things um, with, with more, um, I don't know, uh, with just a little bit more thought, I guess is a good way to put it. So the first one is, took a while, but can you deal? That's interesting. So the wrong response is, sorry for the delay. The right response would be, thank you for your patience. So I get that, because anytime you start with like a sentence with thank you, like you're, you're, you're like thanking the person or blowing them, like, oh, you're fucking great. And this the word sorry is very overused to the utmost anytime you're like communicating. Or it can be. It really can be. Especially if you were if you're any any kind of work environment. The word sorry is killer. Oh boy. The next one is my schedule matters too. And so the wrong way to to communicate that is what works best for you. So yeah, that's not good. Don't just leave it open ended like that. Like what what works best for you? I'm just I'm at your mercy, just tell me. Instead you want to say, could you do? Which is cool. I like that. It's being more specific. And it's saying, could you? It's not saying, let's do this or, you know. Instead of saying, what works best for you, you say, could you do? So, yeah, you are welcome. That's like the subject. The wrong way to say that is, no problem, no worries. And I agree that no worries shit. Fuck off. I hate that shit. No worries. Ugh. No worries. I hate that. Yeah, that's not a good one. The right way to say this is always happy to help. Okay. Always is a good word. Happy is good. Help is a good word. 
you know, I suppose in like an email or a business way, that's a good way of like responding to something like that. But I think as long as you're not saying no worries or something like annoying, it's all good. I know what I'm doing. That's the subject. The wrong way to say that is I think maybe we should. I think maybe we should. Yeah, that's very timid. The right way to say this is it'd be best if we. Oh, I like that. It'd be best if we. That's a good way of fucking taking charge. I like that. The subject is working this hard. The wrong way to say this or uh, um, get it across is re re <clears throat> re re I can't even say rewriting. That's a tough word for me. Email for forty minutes. The right way to say this is it'd be easier to discuss in person. Hmm. Okay. So I get it. So working this is hard. So if you have something that's hard, the wrong way to approach it is rewriting. There we go email for 40 minutes the right way to approach this is it'd be easier to discuss in person so that's cool that makes a little bit more sense the subject here is did you get it as in did you understand the wrong way to say this is hopefully that makes sense the right way is let me know if you have quite any questions that's good i'll say that again so did you get it the wrong way to say that is hopefully that makes sense the right way to say this is let me know if you have questions I've definitely said hopefully that makes sense. So, yeah. All right. The subject is where the heck are we on this? <laughs> the wrong way is to uh, approach this is saying just wanted to check in. The right way is when can I expect an update? Well, that's pretty pretty forward. I like that. The subject is I made a small error. The wrong way to say this is ah, sorry, my bad. Totally missed that. The right way to say this is thanks for letting me know. I like that. That's a good one. Thanks for letting me know. And then last but not least, the subject the subject is, I have an appointment. The wrong way to communicate this is, could I possibly leave early? The right way to say this is, I will need to leave for, I will need to leave for at, need to leave for at, that's weird. I have an appointment. Could I possibly leave early? I will need to leave. Hmm. This is an interesting breakdown. There were some of these that sort of didn't make too much sense to me, but overall, I do like this. I thought it was kind of cool. And, you know, really, just like the right way to, to respond to things can really change how how things go and also how you feel about yourself and how you feel about yourself like like later on in the day or a couple of days later. It's weird. Sometimes your interactions, if you sort of handle them emotionally maybe or just you know poorly just we'll just say that it can really uh it can really change things so it's it's nice to know these sort of little shortcuts or these re reminders to uh just to communicate a little bit better a little bit easier all right well fucking a that is the self-care tip of the week to email like a boss Going to read some poetry from Haiku Moment. Starting on page 227. I did nothing about a branch that fell on the wild azalea. Even the clouds are in a hurry this morning. November fog, my old aunt asks who I am. Hmm. As if they owned the late afternoon. Sky. Swallows. Trapped in the trash can, 
through bare teeth the hisses of a young possum. Yeah, nah. No thanks. New Year's sun finds one sparrow on the white pine bough. Hummingbird in the flowering crab, cold sunlight. Rainfall, the broken iris. Not knowing what to answer, watching the forsythia blossoms fall. Looking straight into the sun dandelions. Dragonfly, above its nearly still reflection, dragonfly. Such red tulips, not minding the rain at all. That's cool. No moon tonight, our eyes are drawn to the white chrysanthemum. Rain tickling on the leaves, the long night. Walking in winter, every branching twig against the snowfall. Bulrushes explode, we'd hold each other closer, Indian summer. In the fading light, a crimson leaf sinking to the bottom of the pool. A spring breeze rises, breast feathers ruffle on the dead sparrow. Brutal. Asparagus bed, silent in the morning mist, the wild turkeys. Evening clouds, a catbird murmurs among the lilac leaves. A dirt road, acres of potato plants, white flowered under the moon. Becoming dusk, the catfish on the stringer swims up and down. A round melon in a field of round melons, resting dragonfly. An unspoken love, I envy the oriole that sings, that sings. First light, an oval drop of water on the mallard's back. A breeze on the stream with much commotion. Carp are spawning by the reeds. Canoeing the bend, a hundred vocal swallows fly from the cliff. Summer is turning at the roots of the grass. Crickets rasp their song. The field's evening fog, quietly hound comes to fetch me home. Winter wind, bit by bit, the swallow's nest crumbles in the barn. That was pretty cool. Some interesting ones. Very, like, uh, scenic. Very scenic. Well, there you go. There was some fucking poetry, all right? All right, so you got some poetry, all right? You got some culture. All right, now let me talk some, some shit about some music, all right? Fucking let's do it. All right, so the song I chose this week for the True Blue playlist is the song Dead Again by Typo Negative off of the album Dead Again. came out in 2007. This is their last album. The singer Peter Steele died in 2010, I believe. Great, 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 great singer, great band. Um, I got in Typo Negative. You know, I first heard them. My friend played me the song Kill All the White People, which is like sort of a punk rock song off of the Bloody Kisses album. And uh, it's great. It's I was like, what the hell is this? And then uh, I remember at Ozfest I saw Typo Negative. It was in Giant Stadium. I remember walking in, and you know, the, especially the singer Peter Steele, he's a big dude. So he was like wearing his green, and they were doing their thing and very bass, you know. But it was cool. It was cool to see them. I wasn't as familiar with them early on, like in the nineties. I probably got into them like the mid aughts, probably like two thousand like three. And you know, on 
but love Typo Negative. One of my honestly one of my favorite bands in the last like twenty years, as far as me getting into music and stuff. Uh, and this song is great. It's their first song on. The, it's the title track, first song on the album. Very punk rock. It's a great opener. Very catchy. Uh, with great melodies, like you kind of like get like kind of pulled in like right away to this because it's got the punk rock, it's got the melody, great harmonies with the vocals. He's like, I can't believe I died last night. Oh God, I'm dead again. And some of the lyrics are so, you know, very simple, very sort of fun, very honest. Like Peter Steele's lyrics are very fucking honest and they have tons of humor. Similar to Morrissey, very honest, tons of humor. Um, And this is a somewhat underrated album song to me. Dead Again is is a great fucking song. And I'm really happy to share it on this week's fucking True Blue play, on this True Blue playlist. And again, it's Dead Again on the album Dead Again Typo Negative. Well fuck everyone, that's it. That's it for the True Blue fucking podcast. I did want to say one last thing here. So Norm McDonald, the comedian from Saturday Night Live, passed away like two weeks ago. Almost two weeks ago now. And uh he was one of my favorite comedians. I remember early on he reminded me, and still does, of my uncle. They were both very Irish-looking. You know, had a, had a great smile. And Norm Macdonald, just the way he talked, I always sort of knew I would like him, and I always found him funny. I'm like, this guy just talks funny. You know, and his delivery. And then, you know, kind of understanding humor as I was getting older, understanding sort of the deadpan and just... You know, his, like, brand, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And he would go on Howard Stern a lot, you know, just talk very honestly. And it, he kind of this very, um, so he would he would talk honestly, but he would keep you guessing. He never really kind of, like, came forward all the way on, like, his personal life. In fact, he didn't tell anyone he was sick. He just passed away. Um, big fan. I've been watching. There's a, a channel on YouTube with like a ton of his stuff, his stand-up, his TV show, his uh, you know uh, TV show appearances and uh, talk show appearances and everything, SNL stuff, him on Stern, him just talking on like interviews. Um, just you know, someone I I really connected with, and there are a couple of uh, clips of him being really um, vulnerable and really honest, and one of them is the last time he went on David Letterman. And another one is when he was roasting Bob Saget. And uh, it's cool when you see someone that you admire have like a point of vulnerability and and, and, uh, and honesty, especially when they're uh, an artist or a comedian or however you want to categorize it. You really see the like human connection there. And that's really important, so, you know, for me, especially people who make me laugh. Laughter is just, it connects us with God. It's that simple. So I want to just say a uh, um, shout out to Norm Macdonald, rest in peace, um, and I strongly suggest listening and, and watching uh, anything that you can on um, on YouTube. And I also wanted to shout out um, in fantasy football. There's a writer named Mike Taglier who I'm a big fan of. He did a podcast. He was literally the best guy, the, like the smartest, um, most sincere, genuine analyst in fantasy football. As far as like the person that you want to listen to, and I mean, he was just the best. And he passed away, and he was only thirty nine. And it's just uh, very sad. And I wanted to shout him out and say rest in peace. It's just amazing how people can who you people who you've never met can really affect you when they when they pass on. 
You know, when you think about you, you think about what people leave behind and how important it is to leave something behind. Um, so yeah, I just want to share that at the end of this. Um, very, um, you know, uh, very important thing for me to get out. It definitely had a had a big effect on me in the last two weeks. Um, so that's it. That's it for the True Blue fucking podcast session forty three. I'm your host Zach Sicardi. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will fucking I will talk to you soon. Be well. Don't let go, 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 don't let go